Hello and welcome to a special edition of our Tropical Turf Pick 3 show because this is the one for Pegasus Day and we've got loaded stuff. Great racing to talk about on this show. We've got a lot of other coverage of this Saturday card elsewhere. A coast-to-coast -coast show with uh, Brian Natto. That's going to be dropping late afternoon. And then we've also got a live stream. If you're listening to this early, there is a live stream on Thursday night, 8.45 Eastern to check that one out. If not, go check out the archive. It'll be there. Find that on YouTube. I'll drop that in the podcast feed as well. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornitao, coming to you from the Brooklyn Bunker. Once again, why am I not in South Florida already? I'm not in South Florida already because I have a very important Taekwondo belt test to attend tonight. No, I will not be breaking any boards with my head. That's just a rumor, but uh, I will be watching Perrin, hopefully. Uh, make the next step up the ladder on her way to becoming a Taekwondo black belt. Thus, I am just doing a quick hit visit down to South Florida, flying in Friday morning, flying back Sunday morning. Please, if you see me at the track uh, Friday or Saturday, and I'm not uh, speaking in a way that sounds like I'm on air, come up and say hello. We bring in now a man who's already down in South Florida, who uh, talks to cameras a lot himself. Um, he made a bit of a splash this week with a podcast. He dropped his first ever JK plus zero. He's Jonathan Kinchin. JK, what's up? Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of things before we get to the JK plus zero. So this is a serious question. This is no offense. Is, is this, is it a foregone conclusion or is it possible that she won't get the belt? Like, is it like, is, is it a real, is it, it I mean, is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, one to nine. I'd put her at one to nine. The problem is. It'd be it'd be a walkover, except you got to break the board. You know, you got to break the board to pass the test, and you get multiple bites at the apple. You know, usually she'll get it in one or two. I've seen kids probably go as many as five. I think if you got to a point where mentally you 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 cracked and you weren't able to break the board in that moment, they they would like reschedule you or something. You know, it's not like you'd never pass it ever, but yeah, I mean her, her odds, her honest odds are she, she's very short to make it, but it's not a complete foregone conclusion. I always get a little bit nervous when it comes to that part of the test, especially this time, because she's doing this crazy spinning heel kick, which is, which is not easy, but I mean, I think she's going to manage to do it. All right. Good, good, good. Yeah. So as far as uh JK plus zero, yeah, look, I mean, it's, it was something that like I've been wanting to do for two years and, and I knew that there was going to be like, I've learned the one thing I've learned in the last five years, six years, seven years is that seven people on Twitter do not equal the world. Correct. And I used to like be affected by like, you know, someone said like, oh, you broke a rule. You're still a cheater or, <laughs> or it seems like an arrogant asshole to me. Or it's like, well, what are you talking about? I couldn't have been more like I'm, I, I could have said I made a mistake more on the podcast than I did. So I, I've I've had to just kind of uh, had to deal with that. But my favorite uh, Twitter feature is the hide reply block. Oh, it's a strong move, especially yeah. when people have nine followers. Because you can hide their reply, then you can block them, and then there are nine followers, which three of them are bots, are going to see it. You don't got to deal with it. So, whatever. It was something I had to get off my chest. It's off my chest now, and and uh, and you know, it'll be forgotten in, in a day and a half. Overwhelmingly positive response in the comments. Um, there was one comp. I think we've had ten. You know, nine out of ten positive. The negative one was so dumb that I didn't even post it. Like I'll post if someone wants to say something constructively critical about you, I'm not going to publish anything nasty. If somebody wants to say, Oh, I don't agree with Jonathan because of whatever that goes up this one. I can't even remember what it was, but it was so nonsensical. I had to leave it out. It was something more general about like tournaments being stab fest or something that was like just so, 
stupid and out of the park that apologies to the person who put that comment there if you're listening I, it's nothing personal i just i sometimes my own sense of what makes of what makes sense makes me make decisions to like you know not post things but people are very sympathetic jk and you know People like the tournament. We're not going to get into that whole conversation here for reasons that they like it or they don't like it for reasons that they don't like it. And, you know, I thought it was important for you, you know, just as your friend to, to be able to to speak your truth and 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 post that show. So uh, kudos on doing that. And I think you're right. We'll move on to other things straight away, especially the Saturday card at Gulfstream. Beyond these races, have you had a chance to look through this card much? It's pretty good racing. No, like we talked about on the Friday, outside of these races, this is all I looked at. Uh, I got to do. I got to have something to do when I sit by the pool for four hours today. Um, <laughs> my wife can just sit there and close her eyes and just lay there, and then yeah, just can't lay there. That. And my just mind goes there. crazy if I try. Oh to do that. my gosh! So I have to do something, and so yeah. when uh, I, you know, have some handicapping, hit a little YouTube here and there. So I no, I, I saved the rest of the races for uh, for the pool. Well, these are some exciting ones, and it's kind of an interesting and cool sequence because of the way that all of these different pools we're going to be talking about on the various In The Money shows um, intersect with each other. Like I've never seen a situation where we've had a tropical turf pick three that all three races were in the pick six, you know, and it's um, it's not the kind of pick six we usually advocate playing. But uh, if I can conjure the right opinions, the idea of trying to use these pools to sort of play off each other and then of course we have the one of these races will be in the coast to coast the coast to coast is very santa anita heavy on saturday but you know just finding ways to leverage find extra leverage by betting multiple different pools over the same sequence of races it's something i've been playing around with a lot and it's something i really like to do in the tropical turf pick three and we're afforded a lot of opportunities to do so um on this loaded saturday card of racing at Gulfstream. The pick six and the Tropical Turf pick three both kick off in race number eight. It's the grade three McKnight. We're going a mile and a half on the turf here with, and this is the theme, as I mentioned on the last show, big um, big full fields and, and a whole lot of them coming down the pike. And, and this is one of them. This was a race where I was going to try to just get a little cheeky and try to say, hey, Yes, the one and the three are super duper live. I think in this bet, I'm going to just try to beat them and and try to start with a with a bit of an advantage because you know we were talking on the last show about how sometimes uh, you know closers find ways of getting themselves into trouble, and I can see Francesco Clemente doing just that. Stone Age just isn't a horse that I trust at this point. Sorry. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, Verstappen the seven has angles that I just absolutely cannot ignore. I mean, closer, but this one will be a, b- a better price. That, to me, was just a classic move into a hot pace last time, and no uh, offense at all to Declan Cannon, who I've had the chance to to meet and uh, in- enjoyed chatting with about racing. But, you know, Frankie Dettori is uh, one of the most famous jockeys uh, living, <laughs> let alone active, and that's a big jockey switch when he gets in the irons. I- I'm definitely interested in Verstappen as an alternative to the favorites. And I think the number eight cellist is pretty interesting in this spot too, listed at 12 to one on the morning line. Uh, that's Sycamore running line uh, makes me think this horse might be able to wire them. And on the time form pace map, uh, it suggests similar. This is a horse that, you know, wants every bit of, of the, of the distance as far as I can tell. And I think has a, has a big shot to maybe pull the upset. I'm just going to get skinny seven and eight, try to get things going. What about you, JK? Do you have similar questions about these favorites or are these favorites that you're going to try to lean on a little bit? 
you know, we didn't we didn't warn anyone about the uh, the moving of the sand in the background for this podcast. There's a there's a I'm watching the ocean. There's some device moving sand. That's the annoying beep. I'll try to mute in between. Forgive me. I'm at the beach. What do you want me to do? Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to use one three seven here. Uh, I'm going to use a one Francisco Clemente uh, for obvious reasons. Horse looks right on paper. Um, looks like one. You get I ready. You get the rail draw, save ground, all that good stuff. What else do you need to know? The seven for stopping. I've always just thought this is an interesting horse. A horse has always kind of been in the mix, but it's kind of run into some good ones, right? Some situations I don't think that worked out. Uh, one that I definitely want to probably have. I like the point uh, of the switch to, to to Frankie. No offense to, to to Declan as well, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you, you, can, you can have Steph Curry at the line shooting free throws, or you can have a guy who's 78% from the line shooting free throws. It's no offense. There's just math, right? Um the three stone age is one I think is interesting. Last time I've, I look, I've always thought this horse was interesting. Um, you know, Chad was always kind of high on the prospects of getting this horse to kind of figure it out and kind of live up to what he had pr- previously done for previous connections. Uh, he, he's a little bit of a head case. I thought last time the blinkers on with Johnny was going to be a send and go move that didn't necessarily work out. Now you get, uh, you get Ryan Moore uh, that, that understands this horse who's ridden this horse to some successes and been around this horse um, take the blinkers off. I'm going to continue to give this horse a chance. I hate the price that I'm going to have to take in this situation yeah. to continue That's giving him a chance, but I have played him too much and still believe that somewhere in there is a good horse. I can't let him screw up some of my other opinions in this sequence. You know what I mean? Like I have to, like I'm playing the pick five, the pick six, maybe toss him there. But in this kind of direct hit play, I'm going to have to use them. And then I'll use the nine. Grand Sonata is a backup horse, is a B horse. So one, three, seven. Uh, the nine is a B. The top pick will be the one. Okay. I, I like it. You make solid cases. My other issue with, uh, with the one runner, Francesco Clemente, is just this is a horse that's just such a habitually bad breaker and has gotten some very good setups to run into and is still only – managed to win the one out of the three races and if the morning line guess a two to one is right again it's not like the i'm totally with you that the one and the three are big contenders here i just thought the way that i was approaching the bet better to fade them jk has more trust in them we'll see how it plays out we can both be right if verstappen gets the job done to kick things off in race number eight the grade three mcknight from that we move on to the pegasus world cup philly and mare turf grade two action Phillies and mares, four and up, going a mile and a 16th on the turf. And this is a race where I, I just, I either need to accept that I don't love my opinion here and just use it as a survive and advance race, or I have to grind on it a bit more. There's just so many horses that look to me like they can win. Um, so this might be a rare, very rare for me in our In the Money Plus notes. Uh, five horses, no top pick. That's the way I'm seeing it now. I'll just run through them real quick, starting off. With number four, Star Fortress, so impressive back at the grade three Cardinal, winning by 10. Now, I don't trust this giant figure. Randy Moss made the case on the other show. Only turf race of the day over a Churchill Downs turf course at the time that I think we can best be described as janky. Uh, I think things are going to be a lot better when we get back to Churchill on the turf. But I I just think it's kind of a, I hate to say made up number, but let's just call it an, an educated guess that I don't fully trust. Ultimately, I should probably try to beat this horse, but the race was just so impressive and so impressive visually that from here, I'm still leaving Star Fortress in. Ruby Nell's a horse I've long had a thing for. Mandela, you know, often don't bet West Coast form shipping east, but Ruby Nell just 
fits like a glove really in this spot. And um, I think has a chance to prove the best of speed and has some strong numbers. I, I want to keep her in the mix. Fluffy socks, very, very obvious here. Um, interesting to see Arad Ortiz end up on this runner in a race where I think there might've been uh, some choices abounding for, for him. Um, Fluffy socks. We've talked about a lot on these airwaves, just a, a very, very logical fits at this level price of nine to two would be appealing. Didia probably ran a lot better than the 10th place finish suggests in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf, only beaten five by those monsters. Third race off the layoff, another sort of in-the-money favorite. Don't mind the idea of having that one involved. And then I'll also put forward Mission of Joy as a horse who I think has a chance in here. Just beaten a length in the restricted grade one QE2 Cup, but Graham Motion with this kind of blood, Kitten's Joy out of a smart strike dam, going from three to four, maybe getting double-digit odds. I don't want to get beat by this horse. So four, six, seven, nine, eleven for me, JK, in a race where I obviously don't have much of a strong opinion. Do you have any more clarity in here, or is it a spread for your long situation for you as well? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna single A the four star fortress. Interesting. <sighs> Yeah, I, I just uh, I, I just like the way that that horse won. Um, I thought By it was that, impressive. That's usually pretty good. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, especially on the grass in a stake race, right? Um, I, I just you feel like in, no, you don't see it very often. And and I, I and, and look, I, I think it showed some showed some versatility. You talk about that turf course being kind of funky. Um, showed some versatility in that situation. So I, I don't necessarily like. It's not a nice cold single. It's just an, a single A press, right? where I want to make sure I have her. I'm going to also use the six, eight, and the nine, the six uh, Ruby Neal, Nell, excuse me, for, for Mandela. And this is one of those funny things where, like, I, 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 you know how I feel about East Coast turf horses yep. versus West Coast turf horses. I'm going to use the six and the eight, but it's because I don't really think that the East Coasters are all, like, they're not, like, the most powerful group, right? Fluffy Socks is – is, is admittedly kind of like a second tier in Chad's barn in terms of his turf horses, which will win some big races, will show up, but she's she's not really a, a monster by many, any means. And then I'll use the nine, Didia, who, who's run some really fast numbers in the past, was on a, a nice little run last year uh, before running into to market segmentation, who got loose on the lead, um, and, and in spiral in, in the Breeders' Cup uh, Philly and Mare turf. So I'll use six, eight, and nine in here as Bs, but I'll use just the four as a single A. To back up your Star Fortress idea, which obviously you have much more confidence in Star Fortress than I do, but, you know, and I was questioning the figure, the, there have been three runbacks. One was the last place finisher, so we're not going to worry about that one. But Walkathon actually improved from an 80 in the Star Fortress race up to a 90, and Lovely Princess ran back the 86 and won. So it does suggest that that number could have been a pretty good educated guess for all I know. We'll see. I'm going to I'm going to use this just another horse, J.K. going to key. Going six, eight, nine on the backup line again. Right at the moment, I'm four, six, seven, nine, eleven without a top pick in there. One more race to talk about on this show. Don't worry, we'll be back with coverage of Sunday and, like I said, lots of other stuff for Saturday elsewhere on the network. Check out our YouTube channel. We do have some YouTube exclusive content, including our new Derby Buy Sell Hold, which JK, I saw the draft of production meeting in the middle of the show. Saw the draft that uh, the team put together, and boy, does it look great. Uh, but for this show. And uh, getting on to the sharp end of this card, we've got one more race to talk about. The grade one Pegasus turf. We're going a mile and an eighth. We've got that big full field once again. And uh, th this is a spot where I was much more comfortable trying to get uh, a little bit 
skinnier. You're going to have a huge favorite in here in the form of Warm Heart. But as somebody who questioned whether or not Warm Heart would maybe find the 10 furlongs of the Breeders' Cup a little bit too sharp, I'm quite worried about the nine furlongs here over this Gulfstream Park turf course. Now, granted, she can be forward. She's supposed to win. She'll be on some tickets. But I think there's an interesting case to be made. I'm going back to the well with Cheryl Spite, the 10 runner, who uh, another one who look at the eighth place finish in the BC mile. Don't worry too much about that. The horse was beaten less than three by master of the season, Marge, two very impressive horses, um, you know, Casa Creed up there as well. Very impressive horse. And yeah, Cheryl Spite had a good trip in that spot, but I still think this one might have another big run at age seven and at odds of 10 to one or higher in a race where I think they're going to go nuts for warm heart and, and you might see even money. I'm very, very interested in uh, playing around with the 10 Cheryl Spite. I'll use warm heart as a backup and I'm still on the fence. I think I might be too spready to include integration. This is an obvious contender who's looked so good, unbeaten, untested, visually impressive. I'm just worried about this one also getting hammered. I, I think the market's going to really see this as a two horse race. And I think it could be a bit more than that. So 10 for me, we're going to back up mostly with the nine, maybe a tiny little bit. I'll call it a C in the, in the money plus notes on the three. Where are you in here? Let's start with warm heart. Is she in the mix? Yeah, man, I think it's a two horse race. I'll be pretty straightforward. Uh, look, I understand your, your concerns about the distance, but I think that, that, that when you have an exceptional horse, that, that the distance is only a problem when you're facing other exceptional horses, right? I, I don't think this is a group of exceptional horses. So right. the fact that maybe she wants a little bit shorter is not really doesn't come into play because she's facing horses that she's better than. Um, and if you look at her time form us from that mile and a quarter breeders cup, uh, Philly and mayor turf, her first two fractions, her first two fractions were coded as red. Yep. Which means that she can be a little bit more forwardly placed if needed. And then she'll still kick home like the exceptional horse that she is. I, I love her in this spot. She'll be a single A for me, but I will use um, um, integration. Uh, the three horse as a B just because like, look, integration is pretty damn good too. And might be on his way to being like a nice, really nice American turf horse. And uh, you know, and, and I don't know if we're talking bricks and mortar up to the mark, but I think we're talking, uh, you know, he's had a nice start and it could end up kind of going in that direction. So um, I'll use the, the the nine as an A and the, the three as a B. I get it with integration. I mean, if there was one horse, if you were to pick an American horse, American turf horse to try to run um, and be in the footsteps of the two that you mentioned up to the mark and bricks and mortar as sort of the next American turf horse who could compete internationally in grade ones, you'd pick integration for sure. And I firmly believe this horse has, another, has a grade one coming and it might be as soon as Saturday. So a very, very talented runner. JK going to be definitely uh, leaning with the market in the Pegasus turf, but we've seen this bet pay great with favorites. We saw it pay great the other day in one we gave out with favorites where there was a dead heat involved and still paid well. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm with you uh, in terms of your approach. I understand where you're going and I, and I probably will try to work the three in as a, as a backup on some of my favorite combinations. That's it for this Saturday show. Tune back in for Sunday. Check out the other content elsewhere on the network. For Jonathan Kinchin, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.